0: What's up and welcome to Ask Father Josh, the podcast where I get to listen to your questions, pray with them, study them, and hopefully respond in such a way that is helpful for you and your walk toward eternity and your walk to becoming the particular saint that God our Father desires for you to be. I want to invite you to hit me up with your own questions, comments, and critiques from today's show, past shows, um, or for future shows at AskFatherJosh at AscensionPress.com. And please don't forget to rate us and review us so that other people can find out about the show. If it is a gift for you, then it could potentially be a gift for them and their journey to sainthood as well. Today's show is really special. It's the first time I've ever done this, and I hope to do it more often. I am sitting across my kitchen counter right now with one of my mentors, uh, a man who has discipled me from afar for many years as I studied his works and listened to his talks. Uh, and now he's a friend of mine, and his name is Jeff Cavens.
1: Good to be with you in, Jeff. Your, in
0: your kitchen. In my kitchen, right? At my table. We're sitting at the table together. Hopefully, we could write a book called while we were at the table, exactly. Sounds like a song. <laughs> no, it's good to be with you down
1: here in Louisiana.
0: Now I don't know if you're familiar with my show or not, but on my show I I sing a lot. I, I just the way my mind works is I'm like you. I'm probably ADHD. Never been diagnosed, but mm-hmm. I, I figure I am. And so if you say a word, it makes me think of a song in my head. I think of that song, and then my mouth begins to produce that song. And so if you just want to say a word right now, and we'll see what happens. Um, Cajun Never mind, it's not going to work today. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to shoot a word to you and let's just see if, if you can if, if you're like a spiritual father like I think you are. Uh, oh boy.
1: Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. That would be uh uh that would be oh uh, what was the song? It's so we- on yesterday on the interstate. Remember it, Baton
0: Rouge to New Orleans some it was a white woman who was singing it. Yes.
1: Janice Joplin. Janice Joplin, okay. Me and Bobby McGee starting oh. off in Baton Rouge, waiting on a train. Is that how you sing? Or is that how you say it? Uh, see, <laughs> how does it go? <laughs> Baton Rouge, waiting for a train. Uh oh. Doodle doodle, 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 See? Now, now, I always would resort to doodle. Would doodle, she doodle. Be,
0: I do mashed potatoes and gravy. do mashed potatoes and gravy. So, Thank you so much for doing that. So, the way that my show goes, we always start off with a glory story uh, before we get jumping into today's topics. Our topic for today, just so the listeners will know, is one of the most amazing new books that is out. It's called The Activated Disciple by Jeff Cavins. You can get it at ascensionpress.com. It is absolutely amazing and practical, which I love because y'all know I love practical. But before we get into that, I want to do a glory story. But today's glory story won't come from me. Today's glory story will come from our brother in Christ, Jeff Cavins.
1: Well, I do have a glory story. In fact, it happened last night. I was, um, to be frank, I was I was blown away. I was humbled. I was touched. I was uh, it got me emotional, really. Uh, I had a lady come up to me, and uh, uh, just a beautiful person, beautiful person named Lucy. Ah, uh, she's one of my and, disciples. Yes, and she came up to me, and um, she she said, "We you know with tears in her eyes." She talked about the the loss of a of a child, and I said what do you mean a loss of a child? She said, my, my daughter just died. I think she was 15, just died. And I said, of what? And they said, I don't know. They did all kinds of tests and things. They don't know. And I could tell this was this, this was deep, deep wound. And, and it should be, you know, when you lose someone. And she said, I can't tell you what your book meant to me in the midst of my pain and my suffering. And 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 it was my lifesaver, as she said, along with walking with you. And I thought, this is so beautiful, you know, that somebody who's broken, I'm sitting in Minnesota, deep in the woods with the loons on the lake, you know, and I'm writing a book on suffering. And I have no idea that the words that I'm putting down, that I truly believe the Lord is inspiring, are going to make a difference in somebody's life down in Louisiana and that you and I as friends would converge on pain and make a difference. And I thought, Lord, you are incredible. The way you made, they're just words you write, but the Lord takes those and he can do something with it. It's almost like, it's almost like I was, you know, giving the Lord five loaves and two fish and Lucy was the beneficiary of those five loaves and the two fish. And to me, that was that's humbling. And it's a, it's a glorious story. It's like, Lord, your, your, your way of networking blows everything I've ever seen out of the water when it comes to networking. You're, you're the master at networking. Isn't that absolutely amazing? Praise God. Yeah. Lucy is a woman
0: who, she's my RCA director here at Holy Rosary. Uh, She is an intentional disciple of Jesus Christ. She's become someone who will be a lifelong friend. Um, And she has suffered greatly, but she has suffered so well. She suffered yeah. so well, and I'm, um, I'm honored that I can sit at her feet as as the Lord is, um, showering her with these graces. Um, yeah, including- she got a
1: Ph.D. in suffering.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, really, yeah, and so God bless her, and that's a beautiful glory story, I'm, I'm grateful you share that with me, wow, it's so cool to hear how the Lord has used you, my friend, yeah, and, and you, and, yeah. and, and, and imagine all the other people who also the Lord has used you to, to help, who you won't even know about until you get to heaven, No, like, and what great. a gift that God allows you to, to, to yeah. see the fruit of your ministry, because so often in ministry, like, especially you, um, you travel all over the place, and so you're not always going to be able to see the like the fruit of your labor, No. And But but the Lord gave you that gift
1: of being able to What a gift. Well, we get to heaven. I'm looking forward to it because it's going to be a a show and tell that beats all show and tells. (laughs) Anybody got something to show or tell? (laughs) Yeah. Look at this. Look at that guy over there. I remember. It's going to be great.
0: It will be awesome. That's the goal, to become saints in our walk toward each. And and by the way, some of my listeners, they hear me say that phrase, Walk Toward Eternity all the time, and my parishioners have heard it since day one here. Do you know, guys, where I got that phrase from? <laughs> Jeff Cavins. Yeah. Because you did a, a series called "Walk Walking, walking toward. toward Eternity. Yeah, and it was something, it is something that I continue to use, the, specifically the, the program on uh, the, the vices, like with envy and yeah, shame. One was
1: on vices, one was on uh, virtue.
0: Get out of here! You got two of them. <laughs> so, so I knew you had two of them, but I never—I only got one of them. I got the one—the with the green book one. So I need to get the one on virtue. Maybe uh, is
1: this your way of getting me to send it? To that's you? what I was about
0: to say. Maybe Emily, your wife, can hook me up and, and <laughs> give me yeah. that on the side before. Yeah, yeah, I yeah I that'd know. be absolutely amazing. Yeah, which one did you go through? The we went to Vices? I went to the green. Yeah, but on that one, they, the vice like shame and all that shame, envy, engaging your engaging your something is called. It's walking walk toward eternity. Engaging your icky poo side. Icky poosie, uh, your, your, y- your yucksy poosie. Okay, well that's, that's our glory story for today. Stay tuned so we can uh, keep the show going. <laughs> all right, so before we get into today's main topic, which is Jeff Caven's new book, The Activated Disciple, I want to give him some feedback and some follow-up from uh, the gift that he's been to, to me. Um, so as you all know, typically at this point, I would read a question or a follow-up that you've given to me, but I want to share this with Jeff. And it is this, Um, Wendy Inlow, the the DRE here at Holy Rosary, Mm -hmm. um, she does these um, four times a year. Um, She does a full Saturday, but she also does Monday, every Monday with um, a group of people as well. But your programs, but specifically the Bible Timeline. Dude, that is an anointed program. (laughs) And and here's why, because a lot of people in this community were, were, were raised in the Catholic Church, and then at some point many years ago, um, they fell away because of many different reasons. There's not been one reason. As you know, it's mm-hmm. not as simple as saying, oh, well, they stopped praying or the priest was bad or whatever. It's, there's so many different reasons why people have left. Um, but a lot of these people have gone to, to fundamental uh, type churches, sure. non-denoms in or whatever, the end, yeah. um, and, and they've really grown in love of the sacred scriptures. Right. And so I've actually had so many people in the wider community who used to be Catholic, Have come to these Saturday. We make actual retreats out of. We do the entire DVD in one day, and we stop it with adoration between and prayer and stuff like that or whatever. But they've come to these and they've encountered the Word of God being given to them by a man who is a Catholic disciple of Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. completely blown them away. And I've had people come back into the sacramental life of the Catholic Church because of those saturdays
1: and because of those bible studies so well what inspired you to put that program together well you know when i put that that program together initially i was uh i was expecting our newborn carly my she's 34 now and um well she's old yeah she's old. she's uh, um yeah she's real she's older than me yeah that's pretty old gosh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but i was i wanted to teach her i wanted to teach her the story of salvation history the bible and you know where i was at is i went through bible school and i went through training and everything else and i i could teach most of the stories of the bible but it suddenly dawned on me, I was 25 years old, and it suddenly dawned on me that I can tell you a lot about all these individual stories, but I can't thread the whole thing together and to tell you the story. And that was what really compelled me. So I was sitting in my car, getting ready to go into a Hebrew class at the University of Minnesota in a little area of the University of Minnesota called, of all things, Town. I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding. I was I was 200 yards from the hotel in the room that Bob Dylan started off in at the University of Minnesota before he went out to New York. And uh, you were 200 yards away from his room from the Hotel Dinky Town. Oh, well, here you go. Hey. that's better than Hotel California. Thanks. Okay. But I, I, was, I, was, uh, I was sitting there thinking about this, and then I was listening to this cassette. What's that? Uh, I, I, Google it. Um, <laughs> a cassette. It was, an, it was an ancient device that audio electronics flowed on. <laughs> Never heard of it. Yeah, it's a, Google it. It's really interesting. <laughs> there you go to a museum, either one. But I was listening to it, and uh, this guy was so boring. It was the history of archaeology, but he had one thing going, and that was he was going through all of history with archaeology from one period to the next to the next. And I don't know why, Father, but it was that moment that suddenly this idea popped into my head and i thought i could create a visual chart cuz you know a lot of men are visual i'm visual i could create a visual chart from genesis to revelation to show people the flow of all of the events and then if i can identify the books out of the all the books in the Bible that are narrative. In other words, the books that tell the story. Like Psalms doesn't tell a story. Proverbs doesn't. The prophets don't. They all belong in the story. But how can I get that story out there? And I, I realized there were 14 books. And I got so excited. I'll tell you what, I, I put the car in reverse. I didn't go to class. And I went to a, a creative arts store and got markers and a ruler. I went to a meat market and got a big piece of white paper, and I went home to my mother-in-law's house. I got on the kitchen table, put this piece of paper out, got all my theology books out, and began to construct what is today, probably 95% of the t- today's Bible timeline chart. And I did it in 48 hours. I, wow. didn't, even, I didn't even sleep. So it was it like was,
0: you were in, infused with the Holy Spirit. Oh, was, was, it wrote. was
1: amazing. And I never did it for anyone else. That was the thing is that I wanted to understand it better so I could be a better teacher and father. And then I started to realize other people really liked it. And then it was uh, it was 10 years later. That I met Scott Hahn. I was I was coming into the Catholic Church and I'd been carrying around this chart all this time. I'd shrunk it. <laughs> and so when you did this, you were
0: a Protestant at yeah, the time of writing. It? That's awesome. Yeah.
1: And and then I, I I came back to the Catholic Church and I went to Steubenville and I met Scott Hahn prior to that. He saw the chart and he just went, Oh, this is amazing. You know, he loved it too. This it's it's so it just tells the story. And I ended up teaching scripture at Franciscan University, and that was the course. I'm going to tell you the whole story. And then I went on Mother Angelica Live, and in the middle of the show, she says, you know, she says, honey, would you, you know, would you uh, pray about uh, doing a show for us? And I said, well, sure. And that ended up becoming Life on the Rock. But then she said, well, you do a a 13-week show for us. And I asked Scott, if he would do it with me, and that became our Father's plan. The rest was history. I I partnered up with Ascension Press and Matt Pinto, and today it's it's all over the world. In fact, uh, in April, uh, about two months from this recording, I will go through all of Australia, Manila, with the Bible Timeline, and it's It's crazy. I mean, it's his story. It's his story. And if it's his story is told with conviction and and a dynamism, his story will grab people. And and I think that's what's happened.
0: That's beautiful. And also his story is now available in a new Bible that Ascension Press has just put out through your work. What's that Bible called? It's called the Great Adventure
1: Bible, Catholic Bible. And it's sold out twice already. It's in its third uh, edition. Oh, it's unbelievable. We we were not prepared for this. It, we, we printed you know, thousands of them, and boom, Damn. they're gone. Isn't that amazing? The Word of God is selling out. I didn't get one from that one. Did you not?
0: No. I, well, I, oh, I I got this one that's right in front of you, and guess who bought it for me? Who? Lucy. Really? Yes, from your glory This is my... A birthday or Christmas gift. And so I got one of the first ones that came out. Praise God. That,
1: that is that's really cool. It's to been know. collecting
0: dust on my shelf so far, so I can't wait <laughs> yeah. to open it up. Yeah, you might want to take that cellophane <laughs> off. <with this. laughs> it's a little bit better when it's you do a that. A little bit better when you actually open it. Yeah, right. Well, great. Well, look, Jeff, thank you so much. I can't wait um to get into today's show. So when we come back from the break, we're gonna get into today's topic, which is his new book, The Activated Disciple. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Ask Father Josh. Again, please don't forget to rate us and review us so that other people can find out about the gift of this show. And also you can record a voice note if you would like. We can play that voice note on a future show. If you like Jeff, send me a voice note and tell me how much you like him. And, and I'll play it for him because he struggles please, with Please, Yeah, he struggles with affirmation. He really needs to be affirmed at times. And so I wanna be a source of healing for him. Mom,
1: his, do that, Mom.
0: Please, please, Mom. Tell me you love me. Tell me, <laughs> tell me you like me. How much do you like me? So, Jeff, your new book, The Activated Disciple, I was privileged. Uh, Ascension sent it to me before it went to print. And so I got to read it on a plane when I was going somewhere. I think I might have either, I was either going on a retreat. Oh no, I was going on yeah, retreat to Assisi. Oh, wow. When I got my copy of it, and so I got to pray with it while I was in Assisi and in Rome, and it was it was really beautiful. But I was blown away because unlike most books that come out about discipleship and about evangelization and about sharing the joy of the gospel in our relationship with Jesus Christ. This book, unlike most, not that most are bad, but Most just don't draw me um, to read them or to continue to read them. Um, This one was really practical. Mm -hmm. It was super, super practical. And you not only lay down a foundation of like history and everything to prepare people, but you give a lot of practical tools Mm -hmm. on how to share Jesus Mm -hmm. and how simple it is to share Jesus. One of the simplest things in, in life. Yeah. And so um in the book one of the distinctions you make in, from the jump is there's a difference between being a fan of Jesus yep. and a follower.
1: Right. Okay, this sounds pretty simple right here. What's the difference? Well, the difference is is that a fan is an enthusiastic observer. They you know, they're they're very enthusiastic and you, you know, yay. And they're and they're an observer and they might even um uh, show some emotion, you know and cheer like from the stands, that type of thing, uh, or get to, or get emotional about news about the church or something like that. A follower is completely different you know it 's the difference between being a fan in the stands or a follower, a player on the field, and a follower is someone who goes beyond being a fan and being enamored and enthusiastic, and they begin to actually follow Jesus at the, his bidding his invitation to to become a disciple of his. And that call is not to uh, follow him and agree with him, you know? Uh, yay for you. You agree, <laughs> with, you agree with God, okay? so I that, would definitely vote for Jesus that's if wonderful. he was a candidate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now what are we going to do? Um, so you agree with Jesus. That's great. But the goal of a discipleship and following him is to become like him, and it is to do what he does and did. I mean, he did, he did a lot in the Gospels to change the world, and now he's saying, you do it. In fact, he goes on as, as far as to say, uh, they did this to me, they're going to do it to you. Yeah. And greater works are you going to do than, than me, because I'm going to the that, Father. I don't think we
0: believe that, though. I don't think we do either. Because I, I don't see people with this expectant faith, yeah. whether it's with evangelization or with like supernatural miracles. Like right. there's someone who's sick, I'm going to pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ for healing, because it's like, no, that, that, that doesn't happen anymore, mm-hmm. right? But but Jeff, one of the things I've noticed, and I tell me if you, you notice this, whenever I was in seminary, the big thing then, like, so seminary for me was early, early 2000s, uh, the new millennium. And um, the big thing that a lot of people were into at that time was apologetics. Yeah. I mean, like, and I was, I mean, and I'm grateful for those years where I studied and devoured all of this beautiful, awesome, great apologetic. You've, you've yeah, created great. an apologetic book as well, yeah. and it's great to study that it stuff. And it's fun. And it's fun and to defend the faith. And I love to talk to people from other backgrounds about the beauty of the church and all that. But what I've noticed is that a lot of people will settle for just studying Thomas Aquinas or reading Jeff Cavings or reading Scott Hahn or, or, or watching YouTube videos of Father Mike Schmitz or, or whatever, and that's about as far. For you. As, or, or, or Father <laughs> Josh Johnson, you can find him on YouTube, Google him, or read his new book. No, i <laughs> Seriously, you can if you want. But they, they like to sometimes like devour all that stuff, which is good stuff. that yeah, consumers, yeah. But but then what? Like we're, I I don't see I don't see the fruit of it, right? Yeah. I, I mean they're they're we're, we're we're making money to survive off of, but I don't see the fruit in, in this
1: supernatural fruit happening in the lives of their family and their friends mm. and their coworkers. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think you got to look at people's lives. I like to use this phrase. I don't even think I used it in the book. Maybe I did. I don't remember. It's funny how I can't remember which you wrote sometimes, but but it's the the phrase uh, the shape of your day. You know, if you look at the shape of your day, what is the shape of your day? Does you know? And and if I look at your life, like Father Josh, if I follow you for a day, take
0: a look at my life and see what <laughs> I <a> see. <laughs>
1: okay, go ahead. My bad. Is he always like this? Folks? Always. Is he always? You
0: know this. You were in the car with me yesterday for like a whole two hours. You know. Yeah. 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 Okay. My bad. Continue. Step up the mids
1: <laughs> okay, so <laughs> what what I, shape of you what, what shape of your day, if I follow you around, I should be able to ask myself the question: Does this life look like a life that 's in love with someone mm. pure and simple, or is this a life that 's in love with a concept you know? are you Ooh. in love with a person or a concept? And if you're in love with a person, someone can follow me around. And you know, the number one comment I get, number one comment is when people see me in person after studying on DVD for a while is, uh, I feel like I know you. And the reason they say that by far, that's 80% of the comments. Uh, it goes from 80% of the comments. I feel like I know you. And the reason they say it is because they'll say, you talk about Emily all the time. You talk about your children. You talk about your walking with the Lord and witnessing and and things like that. And and I and I, I have to ask myself, if somebody looks at my life, would they say he's in love with Emily? Would they say that? Or would mm-hmm. they ask, Are you married? I mean, I've been married for 41 years. If someone has to come up with if someone has to come up to me after being around me for a week. And say, are you married? Yeah. We got a problem. A huge problem. We got a real big problem. And if I am around you for a week and I say, well, are are you a Christian? Wow. You, you got a serious problem. You really do. And I mean that with love. You got a problem. And, and, you know, the big commandment in the Old Testament was don't bear false witness. And if we are going to give that kind of a witness to the world, that's false. It's really false. You know, the, the love of our life is Jesus. Let's act like it. Let's be bold and loving and... And um, the world is is waiting for, our, for uh, our message, and they're waiting to see Jesus, and the only way they're going to do it is for us to really let him go." And you know as well as I do. Most people will say, "Well, that's not my gift. I, I don't. I want to keep my, my faith is personal. My parents said it was personal, and and I I just don't talk a lot." Are they always
0: quote uh, the the the? And I put the air quotes. Saint Francis. Yeah. What he supposedly said that he never actually said.
1: Right. Yeah. You see. Yeah. Be um you know be a
0: witness or uh, uh, um, preach the gospel it? at all Pre- times when necessary. Use words. Yeah. Yeah. What? A, oh, yeah. Well, there's a cop out. There's a loophole. Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> loophole to the kingdom. I preach with
0: <laughs> my smile.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you, you know, the, the the easiest thing to do is to share the Lord. But if you don't have that relationship where you you meet, like this morning, well, I met with him. I met with the king this so morning. So
0: how, how do you, because what I get from a lot of people, I actually heard this today. Someone told me today, Father Josh, I, I'm, I'm being introduced to all these different ways of prayer. I'm sorry to get confused. How do I cultivate a real relationship with Jesus so that I can do the work of Jesus?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well it starts with prayer. You know, mm-hmm. it starts with a relationship. And uh let's let's start with this. If Jesus came right here to the uh the Father Johnson kitchen right now yeah. and he came in here in the flesh, you know as well as I know that tomorrow is not going to look like yesterday. You know that. Right. Uh, it's going to be quite different. And uh and if he walks with you for a week and then he says, "Uh would you please go over to that person and just tell them that I really do love them. What are you going to say to him? That ain't my gift, Jesus. <laughs> right. And you see, sharing being a being a, a disciple and evangelization is not a deep, deep, deep theological exercise. It is a relationship too, of one person introducing Jesus to another, like Andrew introducing his brother, Peter, to, to Jesus. And it comes from the relationship we have. I met with the Lord this morning. I talked to him this morning. He talked to me this morning. We've got to, as Catholics, start thinking in these categories that God is alive. He's good and that he has a relationship with us and that you are created in such a way that you can hear him. Yeah. And I'm not talking about hearing voices. I'm talking about hearing him speak to your heart in the same way he does in Scripture um, and comforting and correcting and so forth. And you go out there throughout the day, and you're the one that brings that good news to, to people. And it, typically, when you first meet someone, you don't share with them all these deep, deep things. It's a relationship, too. Yeah. You just get to know them. Now, for, for the beginner... Who, who
0: is beginning to cultivate a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so they're going to set aside time in the morning as you have time with your wife every morning. I have time uh, with the Lord every morning here. And you, you all pray together. I pray by myself, the rectory here with the, the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, they are going to say, OK, the voice of Christ is in a concrete way manifested in the word of God. So I, I know that that's his voice. I can discern His voice very clearly by reading the Word of God out loud at 6.30 in the morning with my coffee and my candle um, in my living room. I have the place. I have an accountability partner to check on me. But where do I start with the Word of God? And I've already heard about Lexia Divina, so I know how to practice the Lexia Divina. But as a beginner, where do I start for
1: prayer, not for study with the Word of God? Well, for prayer, you know, um, I think it's a good. I think a good place to start at the Gospels. And and I try to stay... In, Why the Gospels? Well, because I want to be in heartbeat with the Church. I want to be with the Church. And so if I'm going to meditate on the Gospel uh, for every day, I'm going to be meditating on what the rest of the entire world is hearing today, you know? And and I'm going to also come into contact with some of the great feasts and the events of salvation history, and I'm going to be introduced to some of the greatest saints uh, brothers and sisters who have made this walk and are going to encourage me and provide examples, and uh, and, and they're going to pray with me. I call that my posse. Yeah, you know, it's your crew. And and I have five in mind. So I've handpicked five saints and and respectfully have said to them, I, I want you to walk with me. I really need your help in my life. And so I chose them based on my vocation, based on what I'm doing for a living. You know, I'm a I'm a Bible teacher and I teach the faith. That's what I do. And uh and based on my own weaknesses mm. in my life, I need these guys and these gals around me. And and so this this is the way I approach the word of God is uh is that I want to know you Lord and I want to uh, I want to know your your voice. While I'm out there standing in the line at Starbucks and suddenly I hear the guy in front of me say that, you know, that my brother died yesterday and the funeral is going to be Thursday. Mm. Well, do you think that was an accident that you heard that, you know? Uh, no, what what are you going to say to him? You're going to say, "Well, man, you are so lucky, Mr. Mr. Uh, Peterson there because uh I have an old copy of a Dr. Phil show that you need to hear. <laughs> you know that's not my. That's yeah. not my message. My message is the basic proclamation of the gospel. Which what, is well, the basic proclamation of the gospel is the charisma. And I have a whole chapter on this in the book. And the you Keurig. Know, you're not, people aren't going to remember that. <laughs> They're not going to remember. So what they can do, though, everyone knows a Keurig machine.
0: Yes, I have cool. one over there. Not, that's a the fancy you, one right there. Yeah, what? Is, that's not it's a super You could fancy. open up a coffee shop. I really with that could. One. I know.
1: You put a picture of that on the look, show notes. i, I tell you this much.
0: I, I made a, a promise of celibacy and obedience but and not, prayer. It had nothing to do with that, though. Don't mess with my coffee, that's, all right? Right. <laughs> yeah,
1: that, if that's poverty, bring it you know, back. Well, out. it's funny that when the bishop
0: came here for, to, to bless my fuller Grace cast, Faye and I, I, took him to the rectory for dinner. He was like, whoa. And he said, well, what kind of coffee do you put in that? And so he was expecting me to be a coffee connoisseur, but I'm not. And so I was just like, I don't know uh, the kind D- you get from Trader Joe's. And he made fun of me because he said, like, you can't have a fancy coffee machine and use that kind of bean, like those kind of beans. you right. Raise my
1: salary. Right. Thanks, Bishop. So anyways, continue. So Karigma. So you Kerygma. you're not going to remember the word Kerygma, but you will never forget a Keurig machine. That's right. So I say we give give people a cup of Keurig ma. Like ma. Ma. What up, ma? Ma.
0: Ma means Hebrew for what, but. <laughs> Doesn't mean what? Yeah, ma. So, yeah. like, if you were a little John and saying, saying what, you ma. would say ma. 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 Okay. <laughs> That's Carter B. St. Yes. Oh, Carter B of don't the Bronx. You have to tell me that. Oh, you know this I'm stuff? I'm
1: very up on you. You have so much swag. I'm so I, proud of you. I, I've been around. I had picked up more swag this from you. I wore your right shoes there. the other you,
0: night. You can, you can fit my. What's, what's the word? You can fit my. I, I, I can fill your shoes. You can fill my shoes. I did. This. Right tell here. Tell people what I did. I wear shoes. So, yeah, so what had happened was is See Jeff came all the way down to Louisiana. He came to Louisiana, and he forgot to bring some dress shoes. So he was going to wear a coat and a tie and some real nice slacks and some like straight-up outdoor boots or something like that. Oh, uh,
1: Solomon. They're hiking uh, Solomon. shoes. Hiking
0: shoes, yes, yeah. which we don't hike down here. It's a here. biblical name. Mm-hmm. Anyways, long story short, I had an extra pair of shoes. We wore the same size Shoot. Check that out. Yes. So, it was, so, but sharing the, the, the gospel, because it's important because if, if we're going to receive a gift of Jesus in prayer, which we invite people to do by being intentional with him every morning, then when you receive a gift, you want to share the gift. And so now we go to Starbucks or we go to Coffee Call, or we go to CC's or we go wherever you get coffee from. Um, and all of a sudden you see somebody and you hear him and you're like, oh, I just heard this person suffering. Why did God allow me to hear that? Now's a chance, an opportunity for me to share Jesus. But before you get into how you do that, Jeff, I just have this real quick thing to say. Okay, that sounds great. That you're about to say that, but not everybody's a theologian like you. Not everybody has a biblical background like you, That's and right. so they can spend time with God in prayer in the morning, and they can go to the coffee shop, and they can hear someone's wounds, and they could want to share Jesus right there. But what's going to stop a lot of people is they're going to say, "But what if I if I share Jesus, and and they and they ask me a question." about Jesus or the church or the Bible that I don't know.
1: Right. And that's the fear people have. The fear is not sharing that God loves you and has an amazing plan for your life. Which is the kerygma. Which is the first step of the kerygma. Uh, seven points in the kerygma. We'll go over those in a second. But uh, people are very, very fearful that, well, what if they ask me about purgatory? Or what if they ask me about scriptures on Mary? Or what if they ask about uh, the priest scandal? You know, what am I going to say? What what am I going to say? So they're fearful about what people might ask rather than bold about what they can say. And loving and honest. And when people ask me questions I don't know... What do you say? I I say, I don't know. I said that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. So it's okay to say, I don't know? For you, not for me. (laughs) No, it is. It's okay for all of us to say... say, It's so freeing, right? That is a good... I, I tell them, that's a good question. And... I would love to talk to you about that. And I'd like to look up a little bit more. But then I get back on track because here's the key. I'll give it to you real quick. Number one, God loves you and and has a plan for your life. Now, what I'm saying here in these seven points is uh, I don't do this with everybody. I might just say that. I, I might say one first part, second part, third part, but I have to make it my own language. You don't want to be, you know, so black and white and just so, you know, oh, just it's like you're putting notches on your belt. You don't want to read a script here. No, <laughs> no, this is a relationship. I <laughs> yeah. just heard that your brother died or I heard that um, you've been struggling with depression or whatever it might be. Uh, number one, God loves you and has a plan for your life. Number two, sin has really broken us it really has now i know right away when i say that you know your 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 mind is saying inside oh, that's so corny sin oh that's judgmental what? no no it's 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 the truth it is the truth sin has screwed our lives up number 3 is that god has a plan you know god, he he sent his son and jesus died for your sin so that you can have that life that deep down you're searching for and number four, he he expects us to respond to this message. I don't say repentance, but I say what the catechism says, and that is we have to radically reorient our lives Turn to God. Turn
0: around, heavy now and then I get like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, you're going to get me doing this now, and I'm not, I won't be able to talk like I normally do because I'll be singing up there in your shoes. <laughs> We've got one more night of the mission. So we have to respond by reorienting our lives to him, and then... We need to be baptized and receive the Holy Spirit, join his family, this ark filled with other broken people who are being blessed. Uh I know of a good book, by the way. Yeah. What's it called? It's called Broken and Blessed. Check that out. It's by a a Cajun.
0: Ah, yes. And it's available on ascensionpress.com. Yes. Yes. All right, cool.
1: His name's Father Josh. Yeah. Something son. Yeah. Johnson. Son of John. Yes. Yeah. So then, and then the final is, you go and make disciples. Yes, sure. so when, when you are in a conversation with someone and all of a sudden you are faced with brokenness, with brokenness, what are you going to say? You're going to say, well, hey, I remember you in prayer. Doesn't cut it. You know why? Because there's only one thing. You, what you need in that conversation is you need the Holy Spirit to confirm something in their heart. You're afraid of questions on purgatory. But what you need to give them is something for the Holy Spirit to confirm. And the Holy Spirit, three times it says in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit confirmed the message. And I like to tell people, Father, we don't have another message. I don't have anything else for you. I have some fun suggestions for maybe Ellen or <laughs> uh, Beyonce had a lyric in one of her songs. It was kind of cool, but the Holy Spirit's not confirming that today. But the Holy <laughs> Spirit is confirming the message. Yeah. And when I start sharing with people in a loving way... The Holy Spirit does amazing things, and you know you're you're here in louisiana it 's not far i mean it 's not very far from North carolina uh, where Billy Graham was from, and billy graham he he spent seventy years winning two million people to Christ by doing nothing but that seven point message. Which is amazing. It's amazing. And as I said, he, he stands up and, you know, he stood up in in uh, places and stadiums around the world. God loves you yeah. and has a plan for your life. You know, and you can just hear him. And then people got up by the thousands. And the simplicity of the message and, and trusting the Holy Spirit that yeah. God would do the rest of the work.
0: Because I think what a lot of us struggle with, especially in ministry, is we think, I only have this limited amount of time with this person. I've got to say it all right now. Like, I yeah. can't trust that God will do the rest, that yeah. God will provide other opportunities for exactly. other disciples of Jesus to come along and form this person in their relationship with God now and for all eternity. That's
1: what the scripture says. One man plants and other waters and God causes the increase. Okay, before we end, I know you have a
0: special ministry that I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about. And I yeah. think it's a great way for people to become activated disciples mm-hmm. and share the joy of the gospel uh, in, in their walk with, with the Lord.
1: What's that ministry called? Well, it's my tattoo ministry. I got a tattoo ministry. And uh, the key to sharing Christ with people is relationship. It's real, it's real conversation. It's really being interested in people. It's not going out there and showing off theologically. It's, you know, oh, you're Lutheran. <laughs> Let me introduce you to a bigger bank. <laughs> you know, but. but Consubstantiation? It, it's a real relationship. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you walk into the room with a, with a tat on you. And uh, people have a tendency to put things on their body that were once deep in their heart. And it means something to them. And They put it out there for a reason. There's a whole discussion going on whether you should or shouldn't have tattoos. The church doesn't talk about this.
0: But you know who does?
1: Ask Father Josh in one of my previous episodes. Check that one out. Did you really? I did, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Tattoo? Good. I'm yeah. gonna. I'm, you should. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go look at that. Was- well, well, what I do is I walk around. I see a tattoo. <laughs> okay, I'm thinking about what kind of tattoo I'm gonna get now. But <laughs> but I but I um you walk around. I see a tattoo on an arm or a neck or a leg or something like that. It is an open invitation. And I come up and I, like I remember at Detroit airport. A lady had two dates on her arm. She had. And I'm making these up as I can't remember. He said, uh, I had a date like 7, 7 785, 7985. And I thought, well, first of all, that's interesting. I mean, something happened on those two dates that didn't, brought you to a tattoo Very park. significant, yeah. So I said to her, just regular. I mean, this, this is not hard, folks. Hey, you got two dates on your arm. Oh, I do? <laughs> yeah, you do. What do those mean? What's that all about? And she told me, she said, I had a little baby boy, and he only lived two days. Really? What was his name? She told me within 30 seconds of meeting this person, her eyes are welling up with tears. And I talked about, I I could start talking to her about, you know, that that had to have been painful for you. It was. And just that time I have standing in line, I say, you know what? I'm going to continue to pray. Do you still struggle with that? I do. I'm going to pray for you because you know what? God loves you so much. And God has a plan. God has a plan with all of this. And now, I might have to get on the airplane at that point, but I started so, giving her the good news yeah. and the Holy Spirit saying, okay, that's great, confirm. And maybe tomorrow she's going to meet someone else that says, you know, your life's screwed up because of sin or whatever, yeah. whatever it might be. But I ran into one lady, and I'll make this short, but I think it's very important. And it was so cool. This lady had an entire sentence from her shoulder to her wrist a sentence with an exclamation mark at the end. And I looked at it and I couldn't make out quite what it was. So I stopped her and I I kind of touched her elbow. I said, Hey, that's cool. That's a whole sentence, isn't it? Yeah, it is. What does it say? She brings her arm out straight. She, She reads it to me. And it was a beautiful word of affirmation. And I said, where did you get that? And I'm thinking she's going to say, you know, I was Beyonce or something like that. She goes, well, my dad used to say that to all of us kids when we were growing up. And I asked him to write it down one time. And, and it was shortly after that, my dad died of a heart attack. And, wow. And she said, uh, and she starts getting choked up. And she said, I, um, I went to a tattoo parlor and I... I wrote that. I had asked if you would write it, and it's my dad's handwriting wow. on my arm. And I remember him every day and what he said. And I'm thinking, well, that's pretty cool. And I, and I started talking to her about my heavenly father and how much he loved us. And it was a deep conversation. It, within five minutes, went from complete strangers to she's sharing the deep things of her heart. I'm telling you, people want freedom. They want peace they want life and we're the ones with it but we're so afraid yeah and God is sending us out there
0: right yeah we we are called to be the hands the feet the voice of God and so he's saying why don't you share my my gospel yeah right.
1: you and I could leave right here father josh the, the the wonderful atmosphere of your kitchen and we could go out and i promise you within 10 minutes we both go out we can meet two or three people to talk
0: yeah to. and so for you you would have a tattoo ministry and i would have a weave ministry Every time I see a girl with a, a fancy weave, I'll say, tell me about that weave you got <laughs> there right, right there. That looks so fancy. It reminds me of a Marge uh, from The Simpsons. So... <laughs> uh- <laughs> This was an amazing show. And so I thank you so much, Jeff, for joining us today on Ask Father Jackson. Again, you.
1: where can people find your latest and greatest books? Well, ascensionpress.com is where The Activated Disciple, Taking Your Faith to the Next Level, is. Also, The Great Adventure Bible is there, as well as The Jeff Caven Show, my podcast. And uh, I'm a newbie at Graham Instant.
0: Yeah, Graham Instant. I'll uh, follow you on that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Is the,
0: uh, In, yeah, some people call it Instagram, but you're old, so I'll let you. I'll let you slip. Yeah, you go Instagram.
1: find me on Graham Instant, and I will um, conversation um, with you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go like him on social media. He is definitely new to this. And so he is transitioning outside the world of cassettes and CD players and into the world that we are in now in the twenty-first century. And so follow him. He will share with you words of wisdom and gifts that can help you and your daily walk with Jesus Christ now and for all eternity. And so let's go ahead and close in prayer and uh and specifically off of a prayer of Thanksgiving to God our Father for his beloved son Jeff. In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of your son, your beloved son, Jeff Cavins, and the ways in which you have used him to be an instrument of your love and mercy for the rest of your sons and daughters, but specifically for the people that you've allowed me to pastor here in the Diocese of Baton Rouge in my parish community of Our Lady of Holy Rosary Catholic Church. I ask that you continue to use him to draw many souls to you who um, walk with us weekly through the Ask Father Josh podcast to walk with you in a deeper way now and in uh, their process of becoming canonizable saints. We ask this prayer, Heavenly Father, through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. God bless. I cannot wait to walk with you again next week. Deuces.